Welcome to Adulting Therapists, a podcast where two Portland therapist friends discuss what it's like to be a therapist, what we do to take care of ourselves, and meet with special guests to talk about mental health issues, stigma, and more. I'm Emily. And I'm Corey. And we're Adulting Adulting Therapists. Hey, Corey. Hey, Emily. Welcome to Adulting Therapist episode, uh, I don't know, can't tell you. <laughs> Absolutely can't tell you. <laughs> it's, a, it's starting out one of those days, isn't it? It totally is. And that is a great segue into um, the fact that I am homesick today and not. I am not engaging <laughs> in proper or adequate self-care <laughs> at all. <laughs> and also that you could have canceled and I would have been fine. But I know I'm just so committed. You are committed. I'm just really committed. I just like I love doing this. Also, I love hanging out. I do. And I'm not going to let a fever and chills (laughs) and a contagious illness get in the way of me doing what I love. Kill you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I had quite the morning because my little puppy uh, had to have a little surgery yesterday, and she kept me up all night. She oh said, no. I'm wearing a cone and I don't understand. So I'm going to whine all night. Poor baby. She is. She's fine. She's fine. Hopefully she stops whining before I have to pet sit for you. <laughs> she stopped whining when I took the cone off her. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor cheek cheek. Yeah, she's fine. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so don't do what I do, which is that I run myself into the ground because my anxiety is very much connected to how productive I am. <laughs> don't know where I learned that. I'm glad that you're saying it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I am engaging in safety behaviors, Yeah. which are that no matter how crappy I'm feeling, I still feel like I have to follow through with... Uh, the expectations that are unreasonably high that I set for myself mm. that nobody else tells me to do. <laughs> so I just want to say that with the, you know, the modifier that don't be like me. Yeah. Don't do this. This is my problem. <laughs> yeah. My problem is the exact opposite. Yeah. Though, so we even each other out. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it is really funny that like, that's how all this has panned out. I know. I'm like, I'll hide please for like, a month, I'm just going to go into my into a cave, like mm-hmm. avoid everything. Nothing's <laughs> happening. Well, we are like the like I am like safety behavior, and you are <laughs> avoidance. I do use you as an example when I explain safety and avoidance behaviors. A oh my lot. god! I'm like so, I'm like the avoidance, and my friend Emily is like safety behavior. <laughs> That's She's a like really the go go go, and I'm like the I'm frozen. <laughs> I'm glad that we both talk about each other during <laughs> session. I was explaining safety behaviors to one of my clients and I told her about how when we were first kind of talking about this, I was like, I can't think of anything. And you were like, you do this, you do this, you do this. And like, I was like, you should get your friends to like, like tell you what they think your safety behaviors are. Yeah. Um, And she was like, that's really convenient that you have a therapist friend. And I was like, yeah, it is convenient. It is very convenient. Yeah. I, yeah, we have a lot of therapist friends, a lot of, lot of uh opportunities to talk about our feelings yeah i do and to love, get like, called out af i know i love our group chat because sometimes they'll be like am i being crazy and it's like yes <laughs> <laughs> and you're like oh <laughs> yeah like there's a fine line between validation and challenging it's like like oh, i got in a fight with my partner i'm really pissed off wow that sucks what a jerk 
but like couldn't you have done something differently yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I validation like, delete 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 <laughs> remember friend first validation yeah. that fucking sucks <laughs> i really like it it's a good balance yeah it's a good balance yeah love it free therapy from your friends yeah but it's not but no we but get a real therapist i wish it was <laughs> sometimes <laughs> No, we um, pay people. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We we both. Yeah. I have like two therapists right now. You're rolling deep. I know. Because I have one that's like a long term and then one that's like specialty. So it's okay to have two therapists sometimes. sometimes. I mean, if it's, yeah. if it's well planned out, if it's yeah. for a specific reason and mm-hmm. um, not just like, I talked to, I like both of you, so I couldn't decide. And it's like, <laughs> no. That's not how it works. That's funny. Um, so we got some stuff to talk about today. Emily, you have some really exciting stuff to talk about. It's a secret. Is it a secret? No, I just wanted an opportunity to whisper and oh. see how it sounded. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I'm really excited for you to share. Thank you. Okay. So as many of you guys know, um, I have been working part-time for the nonprofit that me and Corey have uh, like met each other at for quite a long time. And uh, I officially gave my notice. So I'm going to be transitioning into full-time private practice, podcasting, all this fun stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Full-time podcasters. Is that what I'm hearing? (laughs) Gosh, I wish. I wish. How exciting that would that be? Um, But I'm really excited also to announce that there will now be two locations (gasps) for Sprout Therapy PDX. We will have our, our old location in Sprout, like Sprout Southeast, as it is now called. And then we will have um, Sprout St. John's, which is up in North Portland. Um, Sprout St. John's is going to be inside of a holistic uh, wellness practice called Inspire Wellness PDX. Which I personally love because I got my acupuncture services there and it was my favorite. That's so cool. It's such a pretty building. I loved it. And there's a kombucha speakeasy downstairs. I know. I'm really excited about that. Soma kombucha is so good, guys. You should go try it. Keep St. John's businesses thriving. Totally. Come come get a speakeasy kombucha and then come say hi to me. Yeah. So you can get like therapy, you can get your acupuncture, you can get like uh, naturopathic services, massage, and then you can get a kombucha and, you know, your day is just set. Like, you are yeah. good to go. It's like one-stop shopping. You get your booch, get your massage, get your acupuncture, get your therapy. Yeah. And then you're like, you can go across the street and get, a like, an Impossible Burger. <laughs> at Stormbreaker. At Stormbreaker. <laughs> get yourself a beer. Yeah. Cool down from a busy day. Homegrown smokers right down the street. Yeah. <laughs> I know it well. I tried yeah. to go there last night, and they were closed for snow, <sighs> and I almost cried. Oh, my gosh. That happens to me all the time. I was forced to get pizza instead. <sighs> <laughs> It's really good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm really excited because like one of my goals actually before I even started grad school was I was like, why aren't there more like holistic wellness centers that include therapy? And then like this offer kind of like dropped into my lap and I was like, whoa, here goes. Whoa. Yeah. Like, you know, like just I feel like that whole like ask and you shall receive uh, thing is happening. But I also kind of hate that. So, (laughs) you know. But yeah, so um, another kind of piece along with that is that uh, so I opened my my private practice in March of um, 2018, mm-hmm. and so March will be my one year anniversary. Me too. Well, I opened mine in February. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So you're celebrating your anniversary right now? Yeah, I just forgot about it because <laughs> that's me. <laughs> I love you it. said it, and I was like, "But I opened like a month." Oh wait. 
Uh, we already passed mine. Oh, well, we're good. <laughs> so big ups to Corey for her one year anniversary, which has passed. You should think about doing like some kind of like anniversary thing. That would involve planning. Maybe I'll plan it for you. I don't know. <laughs> no, nobody is asking you to, to do, do that. Uh, I got to do it. <laughs> Maybe we could have like a uh, Sprout and Corianton counseling like booch day. Ooh. Where we could just be like, everyone come meet us at the booch place. Love it. Get a booch. Get a booch. Well, if we do that, we'll let you guys know. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to be doing a, a one year anniversary a special promotion. Yeah. So this is a secret. It's actually, I think I'm going to be releasing it on Saturday on the gram. But since you guys are listening a day ahead, mm. you guys might be able to get the jump on it. Um, so I am hoping to expand some of my practice into doing some like online coaching and consulting for, you know, people around uh, goal setting, building your business, building your ideal practice, brand stuff, marketing, you know, like how to be like a, a therapist that's like a disruptor, you know, someone who's not following kind of like the traditional model of like how to get um, clients and things like that. And then also like doing like coaching just for normal peeps uh, <laughs> online um, for, like I said, just like simple like goal setting, planning, psychoeducation, consulting, whatever so um for the the month of april coaching sessions will be half off oh so 50 percent off what yeah so um you can actually go to my website right now sprouttherapypdx.com no matter where you are in the world you could book a coaching session online just go to the book an appointment click on um sprout online and then you can make an appointment sweet yeah, pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. So this is like a thank you to everybody who's out there um, following us and listening, checking in. Um, so check it out. Woo! 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 Okay, so now should we talk about our topic? Yeah. I feel like that was just a lot of... Yeah, we should probably talk about it. A lot of check-ins. Okay. So what is our topic for today, Corey? So Emily had an idea a few weeks ago, and I vetoed it because I was not emotionally prepared for it. Um, but today we want to super talk valid. about, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we wanted to talk a little bit about grief, um, and specifically how it kind of impacts with pet loss. Mm, um, mm-hmm. so I feel like in recent years, people have really begun to really talk about, um, grieving a pet and why this is similar, but different from grieving in other areas of our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and that there's this, this kind of idea of like, you know, it's a pet, it's not that important, right? Um, And how some people really, really grieve in different ways, right? Um, So many people might know about my little doggo, Missy Moo. Missy Moo. Um, Missy passed away the day before New Year's, so December 30th, um, at the almost age of 19. Um, So close. I can't believe that. That is amazing. (laughs) Um, and we knew it was coming, you know, being 18 years old and needing several medications daily. Um, we were just, you know, so excited that she hung on for as long as she did and that we had the opportunity to, um, to be with her for as long as we did. Um, so Missy, Missy let us know she was ready to go. And, um, Emily came over and stayed with me cause I was, <laughs> A mess. <laughs> a hot you were mess. You okay. <laughs> you were dealing with 
dramatic loss. Yeah. It just came on really suddenly. Like she yeah, was fine yeah. that morning and then she wasn't fine. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm fine. I knew it was coming. I'm not fine. What's yeah. happening here? Even when you expect it. You yeah. know, like I think as long as I've known you, you've been like, Missy's going to die soon. (laughs) You know, like you've been like, she is too old. Like she's lived 80 lifetimes. Like, you know, like, and that doesn't even like, it doesn't make it easier. It did not make it any easier. Mm -hmm. I mean, a little bit, it made it easier because it was, you know, I was excited that she wasn't in pain anymore, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and that she was free, but it was not, um, I was like, oh, I'll just, you know, be fine and, and I'll get kind of get back to living. And it really hit me upside the head, mm-hmm. even as prepared as I was for it. Um, so Missy, yeah, she she's in little moose heaven right now. I assume she's met up with some previous doggos um, and her first mama, um, mm. who is also in heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, well, what I, I'm just saying like air quotes heaven because... <laughs> Doggy, doggy heaven. <laughs> um, or whatever, you, you the know. The collective I, doggo conscious. Yeah. I don't know. I prefer to believe that there's dog heaven and that select people get to go there because um, it helps me sleep at night. I, like I feel that. strongly that dogs are much more pure than humans. And if there was a heaven, they would certainly be the ones populating it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. just full of moos. <laughs> um, but <laughs> sorry, oh, I'm pretending pause. to walk like Missy did. Doesn't translate no. over radio. No. <laughs> um, I'll have to link a video of her slow mo walking. Oh, that's a see. really good idea. Yeah. I don't do know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll um, show you. So yeah, just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about pet loss and grief and how it impacts us. And I think this is something that we've both experienced. Um, I think a lot of our listeners can relate to. Um, and one of the things that um, I feel like has come up a lot for me is the, like, get over it piece. Or people going like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry to hear that, you know. And then just, like, moving on with the day. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, you know, what else are they supposed to say? <laughs> sure, sure. I mean, like, it's it's so hard, too, because the relationships that we have with our pets are entirely supportive Mm -hmm. you know like even when my dog poops on the carpet I'm still like oh yeah (laughs) like I'm like I'm sorry that you don't understand yeah but it's like I have never felt any conflictual feelings about my pets aside from when they're sick or or dying and the conflict or the conflict that I'm feeling is like I can't do this I can't let you die yeah um, but the relationships we have with them are unlike human relationships and are far more pure, you know, mm-hmm. like in some ways. Well, there's no yeah. opportunity for like, like you said, conflict or mm-hmm. um, disappointment or, you know, like our pets are just 100 percent there for us. They mm-hmm. never are going to let you know, like, hey, I didn't really like that. You know, <laughs> you didn't show up for dinner. You know, <laughs> they <laughs> they're not going to guilt trip you. No. They're not going to shame you. They're always excited. Yeah. Although I want to put a brief caveat in there that um, cats yeah. have are a little different maybe. Oh, well. I was like, as I was saying that, like, you know, I've never had conflictual feelings about my pets before. I was like, Huxley scratches me all the time and I get really mad. <laughs> I'm like, love me, me Huxley. <laughs> I never learned my lesson. <laughs> 
That's okay. I'm just like, please, please, I love you, Ket. Please I'm be my friend. Just holding on to the hope that like someday he changes. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I think he's set in his ways. I've been using behavioral techniques, okay? Oh, okay. No, it's not working. No. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think <laughs> for for the most part, generally with with our dogs and our, our pets, we we just feel this unconditional positive regard, like mm-hmm. just this pure love for them. And it's just this little beast that relies on you entirely you know they're you're their whole life Mm -hmm. like we leave and go out into our day and do whatever and they're just like at home waiting for us to come home i wonder if they have stockholm syndrome (laughs) (laughs) i mean like i don't i don't know (laughs) the uh the the pet lover in me is like they love us so so much and then like the like not rational the like sad nihilist realist that lives inside my brain and body is like they only love us because they thought we abandoned them for like three hours they're like thank god the purveyor of food is back yeah but i mean it's not like chica could go get herself food right like they're so helpless feist over here can't like she's not gonna like actually she's a dachshund she could probably hunt some stuff oh yeah she can dig yeah she can dig for sure i mean chica's got like her looks (laughs) <laughs> that's what she's got going for her she's like she's just like hi i'm cute and feed me oh my gosh she is also i'll bite your hand yeah she's a little mean she is a little mean but um yeah so i mean when when missy passed away i was a little bit more prepared for it than i was in the past um i had a a pet um my dog ellie passed away a couple years ago in um let's say 2015, 2016. Um, And it was very sudden. It was Mm -hmm. like, she was fine. And then she peed in the house. And I thought, oh, she has a urinary tract infection. She never pees in the house. Took her in and they said, yeah, she has a urinary tract infection. The next day she fell down and I thought, she's never, what is going on here? We brought her in and they said she has cancer. And then the next day she was dead. And it was so fast and I had no time to wrap my head around it. Uh, Um, And I was, I was like grieving her for a year, for years. Um, And I'll still get sad when I think about her and I miss her a lot, but um, it really felt like a part of my like soul had been taken out of me and I didn't feel like I could really explain it to people. And even though everyone in my life was very, um, supportive and like friends and family members sent me nice cards and we had like a little memorial for her and um I felt like you know people could talk to me about it I still felt this like weird place of shame like Mm -hmm. she's just my dog I should just get over it like people lose their children people lose their parents Mm -hmm. um and I think that was a big part that kept me stuck in the grief for so long was telling myself I shouldn't feel grief the way I did Um, because, you know, the therapist in me was like, there's trauma everywhere. (laughs) You know, people are living in, in Mm -hmm. poverty and, you know, uh, it just, it, it was, it was such a conflicting, um, way to grieve. But I think that's a common part of grief is that we find some way to, to not accept it, right. To make Mm -hmm. it like, this isn't okay. Like I should be better by now. Or, um, you know, people expect you to kind of like get on after a certain point and how long 
does the grieving process last? Who knows? Who knows? Right. Yeah. Um, I remember, I think the, the DSM like came out with a like, um, complex grieving, complex grieving. Mm -hmm. And, um, what it's like more than three years or something. Yeah. It's like, God, like I've been the most complex grieving my whole damn life. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought that's so interesting. Like, why are we putting a time frame on grieving? Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, I guess in part it's helpful because you can reimburse for insurance. (laughs) (laughs) But like, when does grieving end? Like in this like idea of like complex grief, you know, like, okay, three years or like, let's say for, for non-complex grief. So we're going two and a half years and then all of a sudden one day you're like, oh, hmm. you know, maybe, maybe I can understand this. Yeah. Like how, I don't understand how, and maybe this is just my grieving process. Like, I don't think it's ever over. Like, I think in one way or another, like you're always grieving. Yeah. Like it's not just like, you're like, like I lost one of my dogs, uh, two years ago mm-hmm. now. Um, and I like still think about her, Yeah, you know, all the time I get sad, mm-hmm. you know, I get sad about Feist. I like think yeah. about, uh, cause Fe- Feist lost her sister Dharma, um, to a brain tumor, um, about two years ago. And I still think like, oh, what if that happens to Feist? Yeah. And like, then I get really sad and then I squeeze her too hard and she's like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but like that process doesn't end. Like, I don't think grief is ever complete. No. Yeah. I mean, I don't think at any point you're like, okay, I'm going to put a little bow on this and like Mm -hmm. put it away. Um, because anything can remind you of that person and, um, you know, finding a way to honor them and remember them. So we have like pictures of Ellie around the house and we like to tell stories about her Mm -hmm. and, um, particularly have a, Chica is Ellie's daughter, um, and so she is literally turning into her mother and is making more and more, like, Ellie bear, like, faces and grumbles and, like, doing little things that are just like, oh, she's turning into her mother. Mm. (laughs) so cute. Which is cute, and then it makes me sad that they're Mm -hmm. not together, and then I get sad about missing, you know, Ellie, and then I get freaked out about Chica. Um, so Chica just had this little surgery yesterday. She had a little fatty mass on her chest and I, Mark, my husband said, um, can we move the like procedure because we have a bunch of stuff going on. He's like, I want to make sure that we can really take care of her. And I said, (laughs) no, (laughs) (laughs) like this is happening now. Yeah. Like I can't live in that ambiguity. No, like no amount of reassurance from the vet saying like, it's non-cancerous. It's what I was like, get it out now. Like I am not waiting for sure. Um, but it's not fun. Yeah. And this kind of like part of, uh, grief that comes with, um, or part of the thing that comes with grief is this fear too. Like, what if this happens again? Mm-hmm. Um, how would I be able to handle it if I lost anyone else? Um, and then kind of like holding tight to the people or pets around you. Like, mm. you can't go anywhere. <laughs> I can't deal with this more. Yeah, and there's such a big factor too of like hopelessness. Um, when I think about, you know, pets getting sick or... Um, you know, becoming ill in that, like, it's so hard to know what's going on. Yeah. And they can't talk to us. They can't tell us what's wrong. And then, like, the medical care for pets is ridiculous. You know, like, it's like you feel, I mean, I know, like, Feist, 
she has back flare-ups, which is why uh, she mostly stays at home. <laughs> um, snuggle on the couch. Um, but, you know, like, she's had these back flare-ups, and they're like, oh, well, you know, she really needs spinal surgery. It's about $25,000. And I'm like, okay. 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 <laughs> like, would any pet health insurance cover that? No, no. It's all, like, you know, experimental treatments. Like you'd have to like literally for her back thing, they were like, yeah. you have to fly to San Francisco to get this surgery. And that was the same thing with with um, Dharma, like my my other dog that had um, brain tumor or brain tumors. It was unclear, um, but they said like, oh, yeah, like there's a specialty doctor that you need to go to for like treatments that last a few months. And I'm just like, there's a what now? Like, I can't do that. Like, yeah. that's that's I'm like in like trying to work mm -hmm. like how am I going to afford that how can yeah. I afford to go live in San Francisco yeah for, for a few months to you know I don't know it's it's just it's that hopelessness yeah and I'm sure it it feels even more difficult and challenging like with you know uh, cancer and yeah. you know other things that happen in people mm -hmm. where you know people don't have good access to care and you know, it's, it's, yeah, I think that's definitely like a, a big part or an interesting part of the grieving process, which is, mm -hmm. well, there's this constant, like, what could I have done? What more could I have done? And then the, the guilt that comes with like, maybe I could have done more, but there's no way we could have afforded it. Right. And that mm -hmm. comes with a lot of, um, pets, but, but a lot of times humans, right. Sure. Like maybe there's a treatment around the world or something that would be you know, $100,000 out of pocket that maybe it would have saved their life, but there's no guarantees about things. And it, mm -hmm. it's so uncertain, right? Yeah. There's the like, yeah, this could do it, but like no guarantee. And then you, you have to make the really difficult decision. Do I want to put myself, my, my loved one through that? You know, do I want to go do some experimental treatment that may or may not help me live <laughs> right right and then the burden of like leaving behind like massive debt to yeah. the people that we love yeah. like with yeah. that risk oh it's yeah. awful yeah it's, it's awful it's rough but I think the reason that I wanted to be able to talk about um grief and specifically with pet loss is because it's just not really like talked about that much right no. it's really just kind yeah. of like swept to the side and I feel like um there's, you know, that piece, like I said, of just like you're supposed to get over it because it's just a dog. Yeah. And <laughs> I can like barely even form the words to say that because that's so not how I feel. But yeah. Um, yeah. I remember like when Dharma passed away, um, I like called out of work the day that it happened because it was like I woke up. It was kind of really similar actually to mm -hmm. Missy in that I woke up and I was like, well, a little different. But I woke up and I was like, I think this is the day. Like it just like things happened really, mm -hmm. really fast. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. And so I called in, uh, like called out of work that day because um, then I was going to like put her to sleep later in the evening. So I'd have like one yeah. last day with her and then like have her mm -hmm. um, go to sleep later on. Um, but, you know, the next day I ended up having to go to work like the day after. Yeah. So I think I put her to sleep at like 10 p.m. because this very, very lovely veterinarian came to my home yeah. and it was really pleasant and wonderful. Um, 
I mean, as wonderful as it can be. But then, like, I was expected to be at work, like, the next morning. And, like, for me, you know, like, distraction, great. You know, like, that was actually pretty good to have something that wasn't um, Dharma to think about. But I remember, like, one of my coworkers uh, actually, like, made a donation for dachshunds. Like, for, um, like, a dachshund rescue. And, like, just, like, put a little note on my, um, in my box or whatever. And was, like hey, I made this donation, like, so sorry for your loss. And, like, first of all, like, lost my shit in my office, so thanks a lot, Jonathan. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But, like, that was pretty much, like, the only person who really acknowledged. And he has two dachshunds, so he was, like, you know, like, we were, like, dachshund friends. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like, like, really there wasn't a lot of acknowledgement from anyone else at least at work like in my community I mean I've had my dog since my first year of college yeah which is a mistake don't do that yeah Chica turned out really well (laughs) (laughs) but uh so like a lot of my friends were like close with my dogs Mm -hmm. and so I got a lot of support from like friends and family members but just at work like that was like like super invalidating you know like when someone's family member dies and like they send you know we send flowers and and they're not expected to come to work for a few days we had had grieving yeah uh, we had like what like 10 days or something i don't remember i used it Mm -hmm. i didn't even ask what it was i didn't care that was when my grandpa passed and i was Mm -hmm. like do i have time off for this yeah okay i'll be back later i think we get like five days or something. something yeah like it was pretty reasonable yeah but, like, can you even use that for pets? I don't know. And, I mean, I think, like, especially as therapists, like, when when Missy passed away, I had some built-in time. I had already scheduled some vacation because it was over mm-hmm. New Year's, so I had a few days. Um, but when Ellie passed away, I, yeah, I had to go back to work. You know, I had to mm-hmm. go back to to being a therapist. And I was just like, I can't sit with anyone else right now, like, I'm a mess. I'm not thinking about being, I'm not present. Mm -hmm. I was just like crying. My team at the time was really kind, um, but we were doing those sanctuary check-ins and we hadn't quite figured out how to do them yet. And so um, (laughs) it was like this awkward, like, (laughs) so someone asked like, you know, how are you feeling? feeling? And I was just like, I'm fucking sad. And I started like crying and it was like a big conference room and everyone just kind of looked at me and I was like, my dog died. And then it was just like, what's your goal for today? And I was like, I can't, I can't just be immediately here. the follow up question. I can totally see that happening. So how are you feeling today? Fucking sad. Okay. What, what's, what's your, your goal? goal? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the um, I'm not sure if you, if anybody out there, aside from you know our previous nonprofit co-employees, but uh, we had to do this check-in that was like, how are you feeling? What's your goal? And like, who's gonna help you with that goal? And like, I think we all have strong feelings about yeah. it, but I can like literally see that happening, like yeah. just like uh, uh, uh. because there's some level of like BSing to it. Yeah, you're supposed to say like tired. You know, like you're supposed to like energetic, energetic, like no one can really say how they're actually feeling and no one really Mm -hmm. wants to hear like, I don't want to be here right now. And I'm not thinking about any of this stupid shit you're about to talk at my ear. Like (laughs) there's like some I I remember like sometimes where people would be pretty genuine and then everyone just got like that shell shocked look of like, 
Ooh. Well, when I blurted out that I was sad. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I, it was so uncomfortable because mm-hmm. I think the people in the room like genuinely, you know, could see that I was in pain and it's a group of therapists and we're like, wow, I mm-hmm. would like to, you know, comfort you. But I was also just like, I wasn't supposed to share this. I was supposed to put on like the fake emotions, like feeling a little down today, guys. You know, like everything's fine. Everything's fine, though. <laughs> Don't worry about me. I'm good. I'm. Yeah. Smooth sailing. <laughs> but I was just raw and I couldn't yeah. hold back and I couldn't put like a facade mm-hmm. over it. And it was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Therapists can't over always regulate their moods. Yeah, I couldn't. Yeah. I mean, I was like tears left and right. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't even like certain smells even mm-hmm. like would get me and I would start crying. I remember I picked a fight with my husband on we were watching like the Super Bowl because I wanted to do something. I wanted to like, I don't know, something. Make your emotions go away? Yeah. Like we had like written these little cards to and like sent them to a few people, like her groomers and the vet and like certain people around that knew her because mm-hmm. she was a really famous doggo in our neighborhood. Famous doggo. Yeah. That's amazing. Um. So we were like, you know, like our groomers were like very shocked, like they had no idea, you mm-hmm. know, um, and she had just been there like the day before. <laughs> um, and I was like, let's make these cards. I want to do it. And he was like, I want to watch the Super Bowl. And I like lost it. I don't know why. Like in the moment I was like, I don't know why I'm so mad, but I'm like so mad. I'm going to put all my anger on this person <laughs> who is also grieving in their way. But like they're not grieving in my way at this moment. And Mm -hmm. that just made me irate. Um, And I remember I went for a walk with Chica and I was like, why am I sad? This is so like, Mm -hmm. why did I get mad? I'm sad. Um, But it kind of spoke to like how that, you know, grieving process is not linear and how it's not just sadness that comes out. There's all these different emotions that get unearthed and that um, when people are grieving and they, these things come out of them. Um, how do we respond to them? How are we there for someone when maybe their grief is coming out in anger and you're like, go away. Like, I don't want to talk to you when you are like that. How do I have like dig down deep and find, dig mm-hmm. down deep and find empathy for someone when maybe their grief is coming out like anger mm-hmm. or um, people, you know, there's a lot of really maladaptive ways that people cope with grief, like mm-hmm. drinking, um, drugs like going out um avoiding avoiding um like i'm fine no not sad i'm good um and that sometimes when your grief process doesn't line up with someone else's grief process and you're looking at them like didn't this just shatter (laughs) your world like why are you not sad the way i am right like how to be on a team with someone when you're both experiencing like one of the worst moments of your life you know like i remember uh the person that I was dating at the time when, when Dharma passed away, uh, like everything that he was doing, like just was not right. Like I was just like, you just don't get it. Yeah. Like you just don't fucking understand. Excuse my language. Gosh. Um, and at the time I was living with like my best friend and she was just like, she just like ordered a pizza and just like put it in my room and was just like, here you go. And I was like, you are perfect. Like you understand. <laughs> like I was just like hungry and yeah. angry and sad because it was like that night. So it was like really late. I hadn't eaten like all day. I was really crabby. And like she just like was able to predict what I needed in that moment. Yeah. And like I still think of it as like this, like one of the most powerful 
moments of our friendship where I was like, you just, you got me mm-hmm. in that moment. You were just like, you just need to eat some shitty food. Yeah, you brought me like, chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, I was just taking one out of uh, my friend's book. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. like, I, again, food is a big way that we try to comfort people when they're mm-hmm. grieving, right? Like, you know, I'll bring you a casserole or whatever, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> I think I actually pondered making you a casserole. <laughs> <laughs> you would I totally would I'm the casserole friend <laughs> I would have eaten the shit out of a casserole yeah. Um, But yeah Like how do we comfort And it's often we comfort through through these things mm-hmm. That um, you know Are comforting to us in other ways Food, um, other people um, And food is one of those things that's not going to talk back to you You know It's not going to ask questions about why you're still grieving Yeah for real <laughs> It's not going to say like Hey, I think you're on your second casserole today. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like I feel like as a therapist, I get a lot of friends that are like, hey, my friend's somebody just died. Like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to to do. And like, I feel like my feedback is always like, just ask, you know, like, do you want me to bring you some food? And then if they're like, I don't know, you know, like if they can't give you a straight answer, just bring them food. Yeah. Or like, hey, what do you want right now? Do you want to like, do you want to joke around? Do you want me to try and bring up the mood? Do you want to cry? Like, what do you need from me right now? Because like, I'm 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 a therapist, but like, I'm not your friend's friend. Yeah, I don't know how I they're don't grieving. know their relationship with their whatever. Yeah. you know who passed away or whatever. Like, yeah. I can't. And I mean, I think it, it also speaks to like how grief is so different from who you are as a person. Like, yeah, how yeah. You, it can represent and come out in ways that are not you because like when i'm sad about general stuff like Mm -hmm. you know there are a few things that i'm like here you know x y and z are the things that'll help me and grieving is just like all over the place it's like you know it's jeremy bear me it's just up and down it's jeremy it's on the dot of the eye (laughs) on the dot you know (laughs) it's all over the place and i think that's hard Mm -hmm. for other people to anticipate the needs of someone when they're grieving because you don't even know yourself Mm -hmm. i mean grief comes out in really weird ways like Sometimes, like, if, like, when I've grieved in the past, like, I'll get, like, manic. Like, I'll get really excited. Like, I'll be, like, you know, and, like, I don't have, like, a a mania-related disorder, but I think that's just, like, one of the ways my anxiety and, like, sadness and grief comes out is I'm just, like, I just can't stop moving. (laughs) Yeah. Not something I do today. I mean, I don't know. (laughs) Clearly. Yeah. You know how to rest. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, everybody is so different. Yeah. Yeah, um, and it's, you know, we just can't anticipate how things are going to unfold. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I wanted to make sure to touch on today is that um, there is grief, uh, pet loss grief support group. Um, Dove Lewis offers one. Um, I can't remember the name of the therapist um, at this exact moment, but it is free, um, mm-hmm. and I believe it is weekly, um, year-round. And I know that there's also um, like online support groups too. If if you're listening in, not from the Portland area, yeah, Dove Lewis is here. Dove in Lewis Portland, is here in Portland. But yeah, there's online. If you Google like pet loss support group, there's yeah. lots of like uh, message boards and things like that. And one of the things I just wanted to really communicate is that if you if you are grieving in any way, but if specifically related to our topic today, if you are grieving the the loss of a pet, to know that it is okay for your grief to to look however it looks. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, you know, sometimes when we're grieving a pet, it's, it's bigger than sometimes when we've grieved like another human loss. Sure. Um, and people feel really guilty about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
part of why I want to talk about this today is just to, to outline, like, you don't have to feel guilty about that because it's grief and grief shows up in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and that you can acknowledge like pet loss is a, is a real, um, a loss, you know, it's different. It's different than, um, grieving in other ways, mm-hmm. grieving the loss of other, um, human relationships or human people in your life. Um, yeah. not any, you know, easier or worse necessarily just different. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, if, if you're struggling with this, make sure that you're reaching out, um, reach out to Emily and I and see if we can help you guys get some resources set up. Um, we're always here to talk about it. Um, yeah. Let us know if you have any questions, if there's anything that you want to talk about, or if there's any experiences that you guys have, have had with, um, with grieving. Mm-hmm. And totally want to extend that, you know, that dropping the shame and guilt around pet loss and grief to, you know, like, anyone who's experiencing any kind of grief yeah or even like emotion yeah you know, like you're having a bad day yeah it's okay no shame feel your feelings man feel your feelings all right we'll be right back okay i just tried to add face snoring because she's snoring right now but it didn't work <laughs> so that's what you guys are missing out on today it's good stuff over here good content guys yeah we're making good content good content good original content yes Okay, so now we're going to kind of change the tune here a little bit from grief and loss to um, taking a uh, listener feedback that I actually received this morning. So good timing. Good timing. Really good timing. Um, I received a message from a listener named Troy who reported that he wanted to hear more about EMDR and then like mindfulness. And he was telling me a little bit about something called binaural beats. Um, So we want to mention first and foremost... That we are planning on having an episode on EMDR. Yes, hopefully very soon. I'm just working on some details. Yeah, so with that, we would love for you guys to reach out with your own stories about EMDR. And for those of you who don't know what EMDR is, um, EMDR stands for Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing. And according to Wikipedia, which is clearly the most, um, (laughs) you know, the bestest source out there, Eye movement desensitization and reprocessing is a form of psychotherapy in which the person being treated is asked to recall distressing images while generating one type of bilateral sensory input, such as side-to-side eye movements or hand tapping. Um, So neither Emily nor I specialize or trained in EMDR, so we do not have much answers to how this works. Um, Although, so I did experience EMDR. I went and did EMDR. And I'd say that in a lot of ways, it kind of, it has a lot of connections to ERP because yeah. it is I've heard that they're, they're um, mm-hmm. closely related. I am in the process of getting ready to start EMDR and I'm pretty stoked on it. Exciting. Yeah. So with EMDR being such a big buzzword in the therapy community and people being, hearing about it and going like, that's what I want. We would love to hear any questions, any experiences that people are willing to share and um, have shared on the podcast. So remember, if you don't want to share it, don't share it with us. (laughs) Um, If you want to keep that confidential, go ahead and keep it confidential. But anything you share with us, if you give us the okay to share it, will be shared here on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, we would just love to hear your questions about EMDR, any experiences with it, um, any specific things you want us to be able to ask an expert. Um, we will be really excited to hear all of this because there's a lot of different, like different types of kind of what I call like these new 
interventions that maybe are not that new, really, if you think about it, but um, getting a lot of popularity right now. So like biofeedback, neurofeedback, neural beats, which I'm just looking at your headphones that say beats and I'm like, (laughs) but I don't think that's what it is. Um, (laughs) um, EMDR. And then how, yeah, what, how are they different? How are they similar? Um, What sets them apart? And um, yeah, any other questions you guys can think of? Yeah, and the best way to get a hold of us is probably by sending like a message either through my website, which is sprouttherapypdx.com or at one of our Instagram mm-hmm. DMs. DMs, yeah. DMs. Uh, so I'm at sprouttherapypdx. And I am OCD therapist. Woo! Um, so those are, yeah, great ways to, for us to get a hold or get a hold of us, ask your questions. Um mm-hmm. As always, no therapy provided through DMs. Of We're course. Therapists. But mm-hmm. if there's questions or, th- or experiences that you're willing to share in that capacity, you're welcome to send yeah, a DM. Yeah, and we can always, like, make them anonymous, too. Like, yeah. you don't have yeah. to... We, if you say you don't want us to include a name, we will definitely will not. Um, oh, show. Okay, so I wanted to share some information passed along from this awesome listener who sent me a message. What does it say? Hold on, I took a screen grab. Screen grab? Is it screenshot or screen grab? I think it could be either. My life is... What? (laughs) My brain is exploding. (laughs) Okay, so I had asked for some more information about the binaural beats because I'm pretty sure... I I feel like... Because I I know um, when I was working at Res, I would play some uh, theta waves, like theta wave drumming. And I feel like for groups, for calming and stuff, for relaxation groups. um, So I get the sense that it might be kind of similar. So essentially, uh, the theta wave drumming um, would be or is like a type of drumming or like rhythmic pattern that shows that it activates theta theta waves, which are uh, like relaxing. Like it's a signal that our brain gives off when we're feeling relaxed. Hmm. And so there's I like there's definitely some really cool uh, like YouTube videos. If you look up theta wave drumming, I have one really good one. Maybe I'll link it somewhere. Um, but what he said, so I'm not totally sure if, if binaural beats are the same or different, uh, because we literally got this message right before we started (laughs) recording. Uh, but so what he said is that he listens to binaural beats in the morning before work. If he's stressed out or at the end of a hard day, you put your headphones in for it to work. And he says that he always feels relaxed after he does it. Um, So binaural beats are specifically generated sound waves that can be used to alter brain waves in order to influence states of consciousness. Yeah, so it sounds a lot like theta waves. Um, This is accomplished by presenting each ear with a different frequency. The brain will automatically create a third frequency, which will be the difference between the two that were presented. How interesting. I'm so intrigued. But also the part of me that's like, so you're telling me I could just listen to drumming because I got a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Just get your husband to do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Could you just record mm-hmm. some theta waves for me? Right. Um, and so he recommends uh, something called Sofeggio Suite with binaural, binaural Beats by J.S. Epperson. And apparently it is free to stream on Amazon Prime. Ooh. Uh, he also like recommends... Yeah. Also recommends a video on YouTube that has binaural beats with nature sounds, and the video is called Nature's EMDR. Ooh, so, I'm so interested. Yeah, um, yeah, I read like a little uh, blurb somewhere, and I need to do some more research on it. Um, but it got me really hopeful. About someone had said that um, doing EMDR and then 
to like prepare themselves to be ready to do exposure. Um, so this was someone who, uh, struggling with OCD. Um, and I was like, tell me more. I would love to know if I could combine these two words worlds. Cause I've always been interested in EMDR. Um, and how, you know, if it could help people better prepare to do the really tough tasks and exposure, um, I'm all in. I'm all in. I want to know more. Yeah, that would be a great skill to use in tandem. Yes, I know. That would be really cool. We should be ERP EMDRers. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's see if this works, guys. Could you guys hear if I snoring? I think she woke up. I think she woke up. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I just really want you to hear her cute little snores. It's very startling. <laughs> Um, yeah, so send us your questions, any thoughts, um, if you're interested in EMDR, if you had EMDR, any other type of, um, neural, uh, stuff. I don't yeah. know the category very well. Yeah. Like, uh, audio for therapy, audio, yeah, music therapy. Yeah. I don't know. Mm, interesting. Interesting. Um, interesting. But yeah, as always, like send us anything that you want to talk about or want us to talk about. And, um, we're therapists, but we're not your therapists. No. Unless you hire us and then we are. Or if you're a client that's listening, then I guess we I are guess your, therapist. your therapist. But none of the content <laughs> that we talk about on here is at all therapy. No. No, it's just us talking. Just us talking in this very warm room. Yeah. <laughs> Again, we're in a warm room. I mean, I feel really cozy. I'm like sweating. Yeah, me too. Okay. Okay. On but that anyways, <laughs> thanks for listening in. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to Adulting Therapists. To learn more about us, you can find Emily at sprouttherapypdx.com or on Instagram at sprouttherapypdx. And you can find Corey at coreyantoncounseling.com. See you for your next session! <laughs>